The Holy Gospel is written in the fifth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, beginning at the 11th verse. Be to thee, O Lord. Jesus, seeing the multitudes, went up into a mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Blessed are the wealthy because there is the Dow Jones Index. Blessed are those who enjoy a good party, for they will drown their sorrows. Blessed are the assertive, for they will get to the top of their career. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after chemical stimulation, for designer drugs are more widely available with every passing year. Blessed are the ruthless, because no one will get in their way. Blessed are the cold of heart, for they won't get hurt when relationships break down. Blessed are the directors of privatized utilities, for theirs are the fat cat bonuses. That was an alternative set of Beatitudes created uh, some years ago at a Christian festival and uh, seeking to capture the spirit of our times, as you can uh, 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 readily understand, uh, they were a set of beatitudes which are actually the complete reverse of those which Jesus gave to us. Wealth replacing poverty, partying replacing mourning, assertion replacing, replacing meekness. That is the way of the world, that is the way we are often told to live today. It is the way of selfishness, not the way of saintliness. And Jesus is calling us in the Beatitudes to something different. He is calling us to live as saints. His radical heartbeat can be sensed in every word of the Sermon on the Mount, which begins with the Beatitudes. The core of that sermon is a call for God's people to be entirely different. 
One writer identifies the key text of the sermon to be Matthew 6, verse 8. Do not be like them. Like lights set on stands, like flavorful salt, or like saints, the children of God are not to take their cue from the people around them, but from God himself, and to be known by their radical lifestyle. Some of the greatest examples of the call to be different are found in the Beatitudes themselves. They give us a sense of the radical kingdom lifestyle that Jesus calls us to. It is as if Jesus has crept into the window display of life and changed the price tags. It is all upside down. In a world where success and self-sufficiency are applauded, and the beautiful people are ambitious, accomplished, and wealthy, Jesus teaches, blessed are the poor in spirit. Our culture encourages us to discard guilt and the sorrow that accompanies pangs of conscience. Happiness is everything, entertainment is king, but Jesus teaches, blessed are those who mourn. In our competitive world, self-help seminars teach assertiveness and power is to be sought and used, but Jesus teaches, blessed are the meek. Donald K. Bill, writing about this upside-down kingdom, says that Jesus startles us. Good guys turn out to be bad guys. Those we expect to get the reward get a spanking instead. Those who think they are he headed for heaven land in hell. Paradox, irony, and surprise actually permeate the teachings of Jesus. They flip our expectations upside down. The least are the greatest. The immoral receive forgiveness and blessing. Adults become like children. The religious miss the heavenly banquet. The pious receive curses. Things aren't like we think they should be. We're baffled and perplexed, amazed. We step back, uncertain whether we should laugh or whether to cry. Again and again, turning our world upside down, the kingdom of God surprises us. The difference that Jesus highlights, David Oliver and Howard Snyder argue, is between church people and kingdom people. Kingdom people seek first the kingdom of God and its justice, while church people often put church work above their own work, above concerns of justice, mercy, and truth. In the church business, people are concerned with church activities, with religious behavior and spiritual things. In the kingdom business, people are concerned with all human behavior and everything which God has made, visible and invisible. Church people don't always like parties, alcohol, or bad people. The king of the kingdom, though, liked all three. When Christians put the church ahead of the kingdom of God, they settle for meetings and spending increasing amounts of time with the same people. But when they catch a vision of the kingdom of God, their sight shifts to the poor, the orphan, the widow, the refugee, the wretched of the earth, and to God's people. They also see with real insight and fresh vision the stressed, the fearful, the hopeless in their workplaces, 
and their local communities and both their heart and their time reach out. If the church has one great need, it is this, to be set free for the kingdom of God, to be set free to become relevant exactly as God intended. And we are, through Jesus' teaching in the Beatitudes, called to become kingdom people, called to be saints who act out the upside-down values of the kingdom of God in all of our life and work. God calls us to turn our backs on the kingdoms of this world and simply maintaining the churches and the piety of this world and to embrace this upside-down kingdom. How, I wonder, will we respond?